What is going on everybody? Welcome to Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. My name is Noah Outlaw, I'm your host as always, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 10 of Kessel Run Radio. We got a great show lined up for you today. Daisy Ridley, still making headlines. She's promoting, she's been promoting Ophelia, and she's been talking about the rise of Skywalker a lot. And she talked about Ray's parentage a little bit, and uh, talked about how in the rise of Skywalker, we will basically figure out what's going on with that situation. Also, Ahsoka Tano, <laughs> you know, obviously is a fan favorite character. And, and, and we'd all love to see her in live action. I think I definitely would. And apparently we might be seeing that according to We Got This Covered. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker is apparently filled with I didn't see that coming moments. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Some bold predictions for The Rise of Skywalker and why we love Star Wars. Written by Ken Knapsack, who, by the way, just happens to be on the show today. Ken, how you doing, man? I am doing great now. Finally, uh, get, uh, getting this chance to talk Star Wars with you. It's uh, been a few years in the making, and uh, happy to do it. Absolutely, man. I'm very excited. Me and Ken have been, you know, in the same space for a long time, and it's uh, like I said, it's been a long time coming. So um, let's just jump into this. Uh, Daisy Ridley was like, like we said earlier in the show, uh, was promoting Ophelia a lot for the past couple of weeks, and she said she has a quote, and she said that J.J. Abrams says the question of race parentage will be 100% like, you know, we will know exactly what's going on with that whole situation. We'll know who her, her, who her parents are by the end of the rise of Skywalker. Now, Ken, I'm, this is what I'm going to ask you right now. Do you think that Ray's parents are more important than we were led to believe in The, in the Last Jedi? No, I don't think they are. Uh, I think they could be important and could be somewhat important, and they're important to Ray. Uh, I still think, and we're going to talk more about this on Force Center this week. Me and Joseph have this same story lined up, and it's definitely making the rounds, and it's salacious in a fun way. Um, but if you read her comment, uh, she feels she says that uh, JJ uh, felt that question was already answered, and that was coming out of remember after seven, before eight. Yeah. Daisy kept saying. And JJ kept saying, I thought the answer was pretty obvious yeah. uh, in seven. And that was that's where we all and I did it, too. Uh, we all did the oh, well, Han Solo gave her a weird look and uh, Leia seemed to know her. And, um, I think I, I, I look at that scene with Maz Kanata, her saying the answer's not behind you. The answer's in front of you. No one's coming for you. Right. Um, so I still think it's going to be there. Will, it have a, will they have a famous last name? Will they have known someone with a famous last name? That is possible. I still think it's going to be more in this vein. Yeah, see, I, 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 I tend to agree with you. Um, I, you know, and and I, I think you know, you're 100% right. You know, like you said, we all did it. After The Force Awakens, we were like, oh, what's going on? Who are our parents? Because, you know, also when we see someone who's that Force-sensitive or appears to be that Force-sensitive, you would like automatically assume that you know they have some connection to a major famous force user in this galaxy far far away um but i if if i i don't know here's the thing it's just there, there's a lot still up in the air you know what i mean um but i don't know i feel i don't think they're anyone famous but or or you know that we know already in the uh, in the universe but if it was i you know i think palpatine would be pretty cool if she was connected to him somehow, maybe created by Palpatine, um, something like that. But I don't know. I tend to agree with you. And, and, and also, I think it would be kind of disrespectful in a way to Ryan Johnson if J.J. was like, hey, look, we're just going to you, – you said there were nobody. There were filthy drunk traders, sold her off for drinking money. Um, but actually, that's not true. 
I'm gonna change everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change what you added to this story. So I'm kind of I, I would be pretty happy if there was just really nobody. Um, and I'm just really excited to learn more about it, about Ray and 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 just Ray her her background and everything about her. She's an amazing character. Yeah, absolutely. More layers will, will show up, and Palpatine. I, I was on board the Palpatine train, and the and all that kind of weird stuff too. It seemed seemed interesting, it seemed intriguing. But but again, we, 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 no fault at, at the fans, you know. We, mystery yeah. boxes create mysteries, and we want answers, yeah. and and we want even more questions. So uh, I I think Jidge is going to keep to what he he had already thought, which is maybe it's a little bit more known than we thought. Right, right. I see. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, we'll see the rise of Skywalker. We have what five months till it comes out and we'll see what ends up happening. Can't wait. Count down the days to that. Um, all right, let's move on. This one is, this one's fun. Like I said, I, I said at the beginning, I'm including this just to kind of spark a conversation, um, about Ahsoka Tano who is, you know, become one of these, you know, most fan, you know, beloved by the fans, uh, very much. And, uh, there was a rumor we got this covered um, if you keep up with Star Wars news at all, as you know, I know Ken does, and I do as well. Um, we got this covered. Has been out here really making some bold claims past couple weeks. Um, starting out, they were like, "Oh, <laughs> Daisy Ridley's going to be in Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy," and we're like, "What the hell?" And then Dave Bautista is going to play Darth Bane. In a, <laughs> we're like, "What? What are you? Who's your source? What's going on here?" Like, you know what I mean? So, and then this week they're saying Ahsoka Tano is going to appear in a live-action Star Wars project at some point in time. They don't say if it's going to be a Disney Plus series um, in a film or, or wherever it's going to show up. They don't know. Um, but, Ken, when you hear this, first off, do you believe it? And second, would you want to see Ahsoka Tano uh, on, the, on the big screen or on a small screen in live-action? That second one is a fun question to answer, and I can't wait to talk about it. But as far as the first one, no, I I don't, nor should you believe anything from a lot of uh, sites like this. Uh, this is... Um, Maybe sometimes it's a morsel of truth. Sometimes it might be a prediction. Uh, there was a, a channel a while ago that was on the Palpatine will be in nine train, and and that that tracked and that made sense. Uh, I don't. I just think they guessed. They don't had. They didn't have sources. Uh, you can just say anything you want if you have a .dot com or a .net or an org at the end of your name on the internet. Um, so don't put a lot of uh, stock into any of this. But here's what we say, and you you are bringing it up in this way, Noah, which is. Star Wars fans are going to have these questions that Ahsoka is a very popular character to a large group of, of really dedicated Star Wars fans. So it's a, it's a fair question. Uh, and one that's fun to talk about. Absolutely. And, and, and I would personally, I'd love to see her on screen and, and I think it would be fantastic. Now, like I said, I don't believe this at all and you shouldn't believe this. Um, uh, but seeing her on screen would be really cool just because, you know, any, any character, I don't, what characters have we seen that have made the jump jump from animation to live action? I don't really think there has been one that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, Saw Gerrera. Um, uh, Saw Gerrera, yeah. The first, um, but not a lot, not a lot. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I hope, look, I, I hope Ahsoka, uh, more Ahsoka stories are told, and I don't care whatever format it is. I really want Ray Sloan to at least be mentioned in Episode Nine, but I'm not holding right. my breath the way it's going. Um, and, and Dr. Aphra is a character. Uh, yeah, since your yeah. uh, Rath Velas is, is a character that a lot of people want to see pop up in other places. So uh, I, I think Ahsoka, will we see her? I, we'll see her again. I, I think it'll definitely be animated again long before it's even thought to be live action. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, and just more Ahsoka stories, please, because Ahsoka is fantastic. And like you said, uh, like Dr. Aphra, Ray Sloan is one of the best characters in Star Wars. Please, please 
give us more Ray Sloan. And if she can show up in some film or Disney Plus series at some point in time, please, please give it, give that to us. Um, just to, just to play this game, who would you ideally want to see play Ahsoka Tano if she ever made it to live action? Um, I I loved loved the idea that floated uh, out there a while ago of Rosario Dawson. Uh, and then because of that, because they're kind of have a similar uh, uh, shape and, and mm -hmm. complexion, a lot of people throw up my friend Tif Tiffany Smith, and uh, I would love to see that as well. And Tiffany even has a, a voice to think that could match um, Ashley Eckstein's a little bit. Uh, fortunately, I, I don't think Ashley Eckstein would be tapped to play the character in live action. Um, and that's just kind of the way it goes in, in the VO industry, which is, you know, fortunate. Um, and, but uh, those are some choices that come to mind. Yeah, the Ros the Rosario Dawson one is is obvious. I mean, she's she's talked about it on Good Morning America. Like she was talking about it, and uh, Tiffany was, that's also great. I've seen you know I follow her on Instagram. She posts uh, she's posts like fan art and stuff like that. That would be really cool uh, to see if that could somehow come. And and I and I, I Ashley Eckstein. I wish they would tap her to play uh, Ahsoka in some way, or you know, like a live action. Maybe it just depends. It just really all depends on what they're going for, what the look is, um, you know, and, and, and you know who who's creating it, and and all, it, it, there's a bunch of different stuff going into it. But Rosario Dawson um, is definitely the top of my list for sure. Um, that would be fantastic, and she's also just amazing in like everything she does. Uh, big fan of Rosario Dawson. Um, so. In in a, in a Disney Plus series would probably be really cool if we could get a, if we're for one with Ahsoka, um, but we you know the way Disney Plus series are being talked about right now like nowadays is like everyone's gonna get one everyone's getting a Disney Plus series you know what I mean? and like it's gonna be it's still gonna be limited to you know to these characters I mean there's two announced and Iger said a third one will be announced sometime soon and then that's probably gonna be it for the time being I mean like you know. Obviously, in like 10 years, we'll probably have a good amount, you know, be more than that by that point in time. But it's really still going to be limited. Uh, but there's a lot of fantastic opportunities that they uh, that they can, you know, they can do with Disney Plus. And Ahsoka, I think, would be a fun one to do at some point in time. Right. Oh, I'd love that. I'm waiting for that third one, man. That'll be exciting. Whatever it is. I think it's per I think it's probably going to be Kenobi. I've talked about that on the show before. I think it'll be Kenobi um, with Ewan coming back because there's been rumors. You know, there's been rumors about uh, that there was there was a film in production uh, and then they turned it into a series. So I think that that would make the most uh, sense, at least in my eyes. Absolutely, but you know, I, I I'm with you. I, I I would kill to have another more Obi Wan, another story, especially in that time period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. That's such a great you know time, and he's such he's like it would be so interesting to see him in that point in time. And Ewan is the perfect age right now. You know what I mean? Like he's literally the age almost that Obi Wan would be in this time period. So let's get it done. Come on, guys. Which I think, like I said, I think they are doing that. Um, all right, let's move on. So Juna Suwatamo. Uh, he tweeted earlier today, or it was like yesterday, I think, um, and he, it was like IMDb had tweeted out, what film makes you say, I didn't see that coming, and he said, my upcoming film, like, shh, or something like that, and so it makes, in, 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 which is expected, it's a Star Wars film, there's going to be twists and turns, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening, um, and they, they kind of gave us that with The Last Jedi, that was kind of what they were going on, it was like, 
you know, this isn't going to go the way you think. They said it, and Luke says it in the trailer, um, and it definitely didn't. A lot of crazy stuff happened, and a lot of people, you know, didn't like it. I, I loved it, but, um, and, and it makes you think, what's going to happen in this film? And we've already seen this, like, we didn't see that coming with the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker at Star Wars Celebration uh, with Palpatine laughing in the end. I remember being in that room just when that laugh came on over those speakers. It's just like, what? What literally? I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? So, um, what? Personally, uh, can let me ask you this question. I ask a bunch of people this question every time I'm talking about the rise of Skywalker. Um, do you think Kylo will live or die at the end of Episode Nine? And do you also do you want him to live or die at the end of Episode Nine? Yeah, uh, I'm so bad at predictions, right? Because it could change with the wind. I want him to live. Um, but I think he's going to die because I think he has to die. I think he has to pay a penance. Uh, I still don't think he is the, the Skywalker in the title. He could be part of it. Uh, again, I, I try not to lock myself down too much to, to those kind of things, but I, I see it making sense that he's no longer going to be with us at the end of this. Right, yeah. See, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think there's any possible way that he can really like survive the rise of Skywalker. I, don't, I mean, obviously he can, but I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's feasible. He killed Han Solo, you know. He he killed Han Solo. There's no coming back from that, in my opinion. Yeah, that's tough. No, and I, I the redemption of Kylo Ren, if that's possible, or the redemption of Ben Solo, it it, it it fits into a lot of Star Wars stuff and themes. So I'm on board for a lot of that. I just think he's such an interesting and compelling and troubled and conflicted character, and I'd love to see uh, what happens if he you know, has to deal with the, the pain of his life, but he's redeemed now, all those kind of things. But, but uh, I don't think it'll be as simple as, uh, you know, him throwing Palpatine over uh, the side of a, a railing, uh, Palpatine reborn. Uh, but wouldn't that be weird uh, poetry that we didn't expect? And maybe Yona Swatomo is warning us about that or, or having fun with us about that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, in, you know, yeah, who knows? You know, that's the thing. There's so many questions that need to be answered, and I can't wait for The Rise of Skywalker. But here's another question I have for you is if, all right, and I don't even want to think about it, but if any of the new main heroes uh, had to die in The Rise of Skywalker, who do you think is, has the highest chance of not making it out of the film? So Poe, Ray, Rose, Finn, which, which of them you think might bite the dust in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, Poe. Yeah. Poe, um... Poe would be that type of character, kind of the, the the leader going out on a shield and maybe some kind yeah. of sacrifice that has to happen. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but uh, that one makes the most sense to me. Yeah, definitely. He seems like he would go out in a, like a, you know, just like a, like a super heroic way. You know what I mean? Blaze of glory. Right, right, right. I, I think that would make the most sense uh, as well. And I think, you know, maybe Finn might do that, something like that as well. Um, I think, you know, he would be like trying to, cause he tried to do it in the last Jedi as well. You know what I mean? He tried, um, to, to, to save everyone. And I don't even know if it really would have worked out. And if he really would have gone through with that, I think they might not have, uh, and might, might, might not have worked out the way he thought it would, but, um, he, we know he is down to sacrifice himself for the resistance. And so he would definitely seem like a character to do that because also he's still Finn's in this place, especially in the force awakens and The Last Jedi, where he's still trying to prove that he's, hey, guys, I know I was a stormtrooper. I know that I was your enemy, but, guys, I promise you, I'm done with that. I'm on your side now. And, you know, and, and that's what he was seemed like he was trying to prove in The Last Jedi. And it'll be interesting to see him, what, a, a year after? I think I think uh, Episode 9, they, have they said it's a year after? I'm pretty sure. 
there, yeah, there was some stuff from Boyega about a year after. I think at the panel uh, at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, they played with the timeline a little bit. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We we're talking to Force Center uh, recently, but uh, I would be surprised about a time jump inside the movie. Um, right. But I, I, I don't know that any, e- either way. But yeah, but right. roughly, it's safe, safe to say. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see him like a year later or a year and a half later in the story. Because that's what he said at Celebration at the panel. He was like, Finn's kind of coming to his own and as this resistance fighter now and has more confidence and, and all that good stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how his character is now and if maybe he is the same guy who would still do that. Uh, you know, sacrifice himself for the res- resistance. I, I bet he is, but... You know, we'll see. But I still think I'm with you. I think Poe kind of has the best chance to to bite the dust. I, I I hope none of them do because I really don't want them to close the door on any future stories they could tell. And Poe is one of my favorite characters in this new uh, trilogy. I think he's fantastic. Obviously, Oscar Isaac is one of the best working actors today, and it's so amazing seeing him in Star Wars. So you never know. I, I hope they don't kill any of them. Just uh, you know, for the possibility of seeing them later on and in 10, 20, 30 years or something like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So any, I mean, anything else, like any other bold predictions you have for episode nine, Ken, that you have? Man, you know, uh, I'm so bad at that kind of stuff, and I because I just don't ever want to be right. But I I think um, I I like the idea of of a pursuit over a, Shared goal, both good and evil. Uh, maybe this this could be the Palpatine uh, MacGuffin. Um, I, I'm still very excited and curious how much Palpatine will be back and how how much we're going to see him or just hear him or all those kind of things. Um, so something like that would be. Uh, I think our heroes are going to go on a mission. You know, they're going to go on an adventure together, and that's going to end up at one key spot. I think. Yeah. So if I over over under thirty minutes for Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker. Under, yeah. yeah under. That would make. I feel like he's just gonna kind of show up. Um, it seems like they're gonna go try to find something at that de- at the piece of what it seems to be the Death Star there on that planet. We don't know the planet. I, I'm thinking it might be Endor. Um, that would you know make sense. You know, because we haven't seen Endor. We've seen the forest moon of Endor. We haven't seen Endor yet. So that'd be kind of cool to maybe if they the, that's a piece of the Death Star in the ocean there, and they're gonna go find some old relic, and then Palpatine. You know, Death Star's haunted. Palpatine's there and, and, and hanging out, and, and, then, uh, and then Kylo maybe show up. They're looking for the same thing, and they, uh, they might have a little fight. And Palpatine might be helping Kylo. Maybe Kylo you know, teams up with Rey, starts to fight Palpatine's ghost or whatever the hell's going on. This, one's, this is going to be insane. The, fa- the fact that Palpatine's coming back is going to make this one of the craziest Star Wars movies we've ever seen, and I can't wait. There's so many, there's so many, there's so much stuff like, that can happen in this movie, you know? There's a lot, a lot of loose ends to tie up, a lot of stories, and I know they're talking about references to all nine movies, not necessarily all those stories coming to an end or coming into a big, uh, in coming into play in a big way. But yeah, I think Palpatine coming back. Uh, there's a little bit of the gloves are off, and and I love it. I still think this is Ray and Kylo's story, and they'll maybe be at odds at the end or at some point. Uh, we we know there's going to be a big fight. That that's been yeah. pretty evident. I think that you could have thought that yeah. going into this a long time ago. But yeah, man, you're right, Palpatine, man. Like anything's possible, really. So I think that's great. Yeah, and 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 even you know, and and I think it'd be cool maybe to have a scene with Luke and Palpatine. You know, both of them. Maybe Luke is sitting there helping Ray, and and Palpatine's helping Kylo because you know, and it's just like kind of like the coaches on the sideline kind of thing. Like, hey, swing swing the lightsaber down there, do this, you know, stuff like that. That would be very interesting. I mean, let let me go back to the over under for you. Let's talk about Luke um, because Luke is obviously in the film. 
Uh, we have no idea what his role is. I mean, we know that he's probably going to be a Force Ghost. I think Mark Hamill, yeah, Mark Hamill actually confirmed that he was just there as a Force Ghost uh, when he was doing the Child's Play junkets and stuff like that. But let's do over-under again, over-under 30 minutes for Luke Skywalker in The Rise of Skywalker. Way under, way under. Way under. Way under, yeah. Uh, you, could, you could maybe, I would take the under on 10 minutes too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're about right. I think maybe 20 minutes is actually probably uh, like a, is like a good you know uh, you know a good spot for that. Um, I think you know I think you, they're gonna use them quite a bit though. More you know more than 10 minutes, 20 minutes I think would be perfect because it gives those people who feel like Luke didn't have his you know didn't wasn't able to go out in glory like like they wanted him to. So maybe he you know in this one he'll be in it enough to make those people happy but also not really rely on Luke as much, you know what I mean, um, in The Rise of Skywalker. I think, I think 20 minutes is fair, but, you know, you're, you may be right. Like, under 10 minutes um, would be – it might also be the case for sure. We'll see. I still think it's the next generation story, and, and, uh, and, and Luke doesn't need to be there. Want him, I want him there, but doesn't need to be there. Yeah, no, he definitely, definitely does not need to be there. But, you know, if, if, if Luke Skywalker is going to be there, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Because – you know he's Luke Skywalker. He's he is he is Star Wars. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, Rise of Skywalker is five months away. All those all those questions and all the questions we have will be answered in about a short five months. You know, it's it's crazy how it's crazy how fast like time has gone. Because it feels like just yesterday it was 2014. We were just hearing about some news from the Force Awakens and the casting and stuff like that. And now we're almost five films in to this Disney era of Star Wars. It's insane, uh, but, you know, it's exciting, and uh, it's not stopping anytime soon. I love it. Crazy. crazy. It, it, it is crazy, dude. It, it really is. What a time to be alive as a Star Wars fan. Speaking of Star Wars fans, Ken Napsok, you know, obviously is one of the biggest ones probably on planet Earth, I would, I would be willing to bet. Um, like, he, he's, you know, and honestly, and Ken... I don't, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know, you're, you're, you're the reason, you're one of the major reasons that I, I love Star Wars, man, like, really, like, I've been watching you for five years now, I, uh, about five years, and it's just, um, your, your passion, and, and, and everyone over there at Collider, that, they're the reason I got into it, they are, you know, and, and at Schmoes, um, and they're, you're the, they're, y'all are the reason the show exists, man, and I just wanted to say that, and before we get, we talk about your book, um, and, and I just, just, and I want to say thank you for that, man. It's, it really means a lot. Um, and, and y'all, you know, you've got, you got me into this, man. And it, it means a lot to me. I, I appreciate that. I remember you, uh, you know, reaching out to Mod and I back in the Jedi Alliance days and, and gosh, it seems like yesterday, but you're right. That was, uh, coming up on, uh, five, six years ago now. That's craziness. Um, no, I appreciate that, man. And my, my, uh, my goal is to not just spread a love of Star Wars around, but make sure the generation coming up behind me gets to enjoy it even more. And, and then I'll step aside and, and let everyone, uh, have fun. Uh, and I, I really, truly love this stuff. And it's been a lot of fun sharing it, sharing that love. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, in, in Ken, if you didn't know what you, you do know, he wrote an amazing book called why we love Star Wars. Guys, we're going to talk about the book a little bit here, but also, if you don't have it already, there's a link down in the, in the description. Go get it. It's fantastic. If you're a Star Wars fan, reading this, literally, I, I, was told, I told Ken, I, I was crying reading this, reading about the Emperor's throne room, and just thinking about it, and the way Ken describes it is just fantastic. 
Ken, let's talk about this. You've probably talked about it a lot, but you probably answered this one question so many times, but what made you sit down and say, I'm going to write this book about why I love Star Wars? Uh, yeah, what ended up happening is uh, my career changed dramatically. It was uh, laid off from my job over at Complex Media and Collider and, and, and kind of sitting around going, what do I, what do I want to do? And what, um, what did I come to this town for 21 years ago, Los Angeles? And, and I want to get back into more performing, creating, and I'll always talk about Star Wars and always celebrate Star Wars. So an opportunity came up to to write a book with Mango Publishing and Star Wars. And I had some other ideas floating around that weren't Star Wars, but uh, a lot of the, you know, uh, they, that, that just made sense for what I'd done. I mean, what, what you talked about is I, I've been talking about, uh, talking about Star Wars for a little bit now in, in the public eye, so to speak. And um, it was, it was a place to go. And when it came to what to write, obviously I can't write a, an original story. You can't do that. Uh, uh, this is a, a book, uh, an analysis, analysis and, a, and a fan's journey book from, from Mango. So um, I wanted to talk about the great moments. So that's that's what brings you in, 100 great moments. But it's not a it's not a rank. It's just here's the things that get me excited when I think about Star Wars. It's the big scenes, the themes, the characters, but it's also the sounds and the little looks and the moments and just and just playing Star Wars with my friends growing up. And those are the things that make us love Star Wars, and that's how this all came together. That's awesome, man. And one thing I really liked is you delved deep into the universe. Like, there wasn't, you know, you obviously talked about the films. You talked about, uh, you know, your favorite scenes and the films. But you talked about, I just wrote a few of my favorite ones. You talked about Jar Jar the Clown from Empire's End. You talked about that. You talked about, like, your the section Are You With Me from Rebel Season 3. Um, and it, it, you talked about Dr. Aphra and the Marvel Darth Vader books. Like, you really delve deep in that, you know, some people could pick up this book saying, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars. And they open it up. They're like, what, what's going on here? And so what, like what, when you were sat down and, and, and you were really delving deep, like was why, why did you choose to go so deep into the universe? Like, you know, you could have, that might've been a risk almost, you know what I mean? Some people don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. And some people that might, might know what I'm talking about, but maybe not have yet to experience the thing I was yeah. writing about. I just had that with a friend who said, loved your book, read it cover to cover, except for these like six chapters on things right. that I had seen, which I was like, good. I love that you didn't spoil yourself. Um, I wanted to write in this new modern era of Star Wars, this new modern era of canon, uh, because uh, as, as we say in Force Center, it's definitely a, a Force Center term. We talk about the emotional connection of um, uh, the through lines between all these characters. And, and you know, it begs the question of legends and EU and, and um, uh, why personally I'm not a giant fan of EU legend stuff. I really respect it and respect uh, the passion the fans have for those characters and have read a lot of them and do, do enjoy it, the Darth Plagueis novel by Lucino comes to mind as one of my favorite pieces of yeah. Star Wars work that's not canon. So, um, but it's just easier when you're sitting down to write something. I'm I'm talking about Star Wars on the this story that unfolds in front of you and behind you and to the side of you. Uh, and, and and you need to kind of stick in the modern age. And and, and then so that's why I, I stuck in the modern era. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But as far as like the things, it's like. Again, I could I could write a lot. There could have been 25 Luke Skywalker moments. There could have been 30 Han Solo moments. He's my favorite character. Um, but you know what gets me excited for Star Wars is is that that mo that Battlefront Two mode Ewok hunt where I get to play an Ewok. And I didn't grow up loving the Ewoks, but here I was terrified of them as they hunt me as a stormtrooper. And then I get to play one, and I just was like in my room alone, going, "Ah, yes, I love this." 
Yeah. Well, I wanted to write about that. And so it needs to be all of this, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that you did that. And also, yes, Ewoks are, uh, Ewoks have always been scary. They eat people. But after playing that game mode in Battlefront 2, terrifying. Terrifying. So you talked about the 100 greatest moments. That's how the book is laid out. How hard was it to really get those 100 greatest moments together? Um, what, you know, almost didn't make, what, what made the cut on what almost didn't make the cut? Stuff like that. How hard was that? Um, it was, I'll say this. It was, it was easier than I would, I would have thought it would have been when I set out to do this. Um, uh, you, you're a listener, Force Center. You might remember years ago. Years ago now, I think before Rogue One came out, I did, but after Force Awakens, I did a my 50th episode of the show Spotlight Star Wars, one of the shows on the Force Center Network. Uh, I, I did a 50 Reasons I Love Star Wars episode in honor of the 50th. So when this, ta- when this book came out, and it was originally the working title was like 100, 100 Reasons to Love Star Wars, um, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, great, I already have 50 selected. Right. And I went back to that list. I pulled up that list, and I was like, Oh man, this doesn't have Rogue One, let alone Last yeah. Jedi, favorite Star Wars movie, Solo, one of my favorite Star Wars movies, TV shows, Rebels, all this stuff. It's not here. Rebels, I think, had been out there. So there might have been a little thing, but uh, I think it was just season two or something like that. So I was like, I kind of need to start from scratch. And I think 20 of those moments from that podcast made the book. Um, everything else was was new. And I just had a, I, I never forced anything. I, everything I wrote was something that I legitimately believed in and loved. Some moments I had listed down. There was moments I had listed down that didn't make the book only because I was like, ah, that's good. I'm wedging something in that's not there. I, I want to write what I love. This is my journey that hopefully is shared with others. And uh, that's kind of how we – so, again, easier said than done. The hardest part was was writing about those moments that I right. thought nah, – and do, but thought I, I knew more of, you know? Yeah. Just no. Dig in. For sure. Um, and, and we share a favorite scene, uh, the Emperor's Throne Room. You say it's your favorite scene in the book. And you talk about it in the book, but I just want you to talk about a little more. Like, why? what makes that scene so special for you personally? Like that. Yeah, it is, it is the scene. Uh, Jedi was the first one I remember seeing in the theater. And, and the first one, you know, essentially I did. I saw New Hope as a baby, so I don't remember that. And didn't see Empire until after. Um, I, saw, I, I saw Star Wars in a very weird order. But it all, I saw it all kind of at the same time, so I wasn't spoiled. It was so weird. It was like Empire, when Vader reveals himself as Luke's father, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's right. Um, it just, you know, I'm seven, you know, I'm not. I'm not right. um, saw Jedi first, so there's uh, just a connection, even though Empire is my, you know, f- the, the number one Star Wars film I love because I grew to appreciate it as I got older. Jedi was what I grew up with. Uh, the throne room scene throne room scene just has like it has it's just all the elements of star wars into one sequence and oh you know the battle of endor there's a lot of great stuff so uh, in the book i focus on the actual throne room um but you got great moments cutting back to the battle of, of the battle itself um it's it's about redemption obviously with vader it is about atoning for your sins with vader it's about power and evil uh, and standing up to evil but also luke skywalker knows he can only win by laying down his weapon and essentially sacrificing himself. I don't think he's thinking he's going to get out of there alive in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, he went up there to die regardless. Uh, he might have thought, I'm going to kill the Emperor and save my father. Uh, uh, but, you know, I don't think he's thinking I'm going to get out of there. But Luke's plans were always a little weird. How he got into Jabba's palace. So, okay, all right. You know, it's, a, it's a fun fan question. What was Luke planning? Um, 
So all of it, and then more specifically, the sounds, the imagery, the darkness of the throne room, uh, the throne itself with that purple chair, and then my favorite shot in Star Wars is Luke screaming, uh, or, or it's the moment after, but Luke screams no, jumps out to fight back against his father to kind of protect uh, his sister, uh, the identity of his sister, and um, that shot uh, as they as as they move out, red on green, and uh, the music of Williams, the the chorus, which was still kind of new at the time in Star Wars. I don't think we had seen or, or heard uh, you know vocal arrangements. That is my favorite Star Wars shot, and that whole sequence is Star Wars to me in a nutshell. Absolutely, I agree with you 100. percent I have the. Uh, the, 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 the lines of dialogue, the part of the script where Luke says, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. I have that framed, and it's in my room. It's just the best scene. And you talked about the scene itself, the it's dark, but then with, with Luke's green lightsaber and the red lightsaber, and they clash, and it's just, it looks so beautiful, and it's just so, it's, it's the most Star Warsy scene in Star Wars, and that I love Star Wars, so obviously that's probably why it's my favorite scene in Star Wars. Um, it's it, it's just amazing, and and all the performances. Mark Hamill just gives an amazing performance. Ian McDermott is amazing too. It's just everything clicks in that scene. Um, even like say cutting out to the space battles with Lando and and, and Han down there in the enforcement of Endor. Like all of it just is 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 fantastic. It's just so Star Warsy. But um, all right, man. And 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 also, I this this is I I've always thought about like, man, maybe one day I could write a book. You know, then I think about it and I go, no, I, I, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it, it seems very daunting. Yeah. Yeah, I and do so, know what you mean. And so I wanted to ask, like, you, you've had a history, you, you've written, you obviously have a history in, like, in stand-up comedy and all kinds of stuff. You've done a lot of writing in the past, but how different was it writing a book than the other things you've done in the past? Like, a book just seems like a whole different animal. It was the most uh, difficult task I, I, I put in front of myself, and... I don't think I could have done it without a, a editor editorial team uh, behind me and, you know, getting all the right things out of there. Um, I still made there's one factual mistake I made in the front of the book. I didn't even make it. It, it just got flipped. Uh, and there's a wrong Star Destroyer name there. And, it, and I'm having ab absolutely having sleepless nights because now this wrong information's out in the book. But um, uh, but that's that speaks to the chaos of writing. You're so in the forest. You're so in the weeds. Uh, and it is hard. And uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been paid for writing before. I've written all my life, uh, stand up comedy, performed all that stuff. It, it kind of goes out the window when you're sitting down by yourself in your office, or your room or wherever you need to write. You have to write there um, and, and having to meet deadlines and all and, and getting notes. And there was a couple breakdowns I had, a couple real dark moments where I didn't think I could do it anymore. Because you think, especially with this, I know Star Wars, uh, you know, so well, and, and, and it's such a part of my life. But then I'd sit down to write, and I couldn't. It wasn't writer's block. I don't really believe that's a real thing. You just have to work through things. Um, I couldn't find the words were in my brain. I couldn't get them to the paper or the keyboard. Uh, and it was so frustrating. But at the end of it, you get through it, and that's a reward in and of itself. Right, and, and like you did an amazing job. It, the book is fantastic. Go get it, guys. Like I said, the link is down in the description below on YouTube, and also if you're an audio only, I don't know if you can put links in, in iTunes, but go to Amazon or wherever you get your books, and it's why we love Star Wars. Um, that's the title of the book. Ken, one last question. You wrote this book. You did a great job. you have any plans to write another one anytime soon? 
Uh, I don't have concrete plans. Uh, Mango and I are kind of letting this book breathe, and now I've become kind of a uh, a door-to-door vacuum salesman trying to sell my wares. Uh, that's the business. That's the business part that uh, I think people need to be prepared of, uh, prepared for. Um, but yeah, I have other things I want to do. Um, there's, there's, I have some Star Wars ideas, not story, not narrative, fiction. Uh, but there's some things that. I, don't, I just don't think I could do outside of uh, an official kind of capacity. So trying to get to that point. Um, and uh, yeah, I have some other things, you know what I mean? But uh, I want to, I want to do it again. And that's scary because it's not any, not any easier in my brain right now. Right. Well, whatever you do, I will get it. I will read it and I will love it. I promise. And um, let's, and then we're going to round out the show today, guys. Like I said, go get the book. It's fantastic. And uh, we're going to round out today's show. I thought it'd be fun. This was going around Twitter yesterday, and a lot of people were giving their lists, ranking their, the, uh, their personally ranking the new Disney-era Star Wars films. And I thought it'd be fun. It would open a fun discussion and where you can talk about why a film is lower on the list and why a certain film is number one on your list. So, um, Kent, I figured we'll go, like, we'll go with uh, number four, like your, fourth, your least favorite of the newer ones, and we'll go kind of back and forth, you know what I mean? So, four, four, three, three, two, two. Um, so what's your least favorite of the new star Wars films? Uh, I, uh, I think, uh, of, of the new star Wars films, I, I go, my fourth is solo, um, okay. which is surprising if, if some people follow me, you know, me from other things, how much I talk about loving this movie. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. still think it lacks uh, a big epic ending. That's, uh, something we come accustomed to in Star Wars. That's uh, so why I think I, if they had done it as a Netflix series or something, or excuse me, Disney, excuse me, excuse, excuse me, Bob Iger, Disney <laughs> Plus series, uh, I, I would have enjoyed that kind of story. Um, but as a, as a movie, I, I love it. Um, even with all the director problems and some of the switches, um, but but I, I still put it for. Yeah, I, my number four is Solo as well, which, like you said, I love Solo. It, it's I mean, it's... It's 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 I will I will say it's 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 amazing. I love it. I mean, Ron Howard. What's amazing is how Ron Howard was able to put this movie together and and give us this this film that is 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 good with everything that he had. Like he made the movie in what like eight months or something like that. Like something crazy. That might have been. He might have had a little longer than that. But with all the the director shakeups, it's amazing that he was able to put out this film that I really really enjoyed. And I think that it it's such a bummer that it, it bombed so hard at the box office because they definitely set up um, sequels and stuff like that with, with Darth Maul showing up at the end. Um, so maybe I'm pushing for a Disney Plus series for that, like a sequel but in a Disney Plus series. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen but in a Disney Plus series. That's what I say. Um, all right, Ken, what's your third uh, least favorite, I guess, is how we're going to say it. Eh, I mean, you know, third favorite, right? Uh, it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, I, oh gosh, it's so it's weird. I love this movie. I love the characters. I love the story. I love the era. I am very much a fan of the rebellion against the empire. That's my favorite stuff in Star Wars. Uh, the third act of this movie is some of my. I always joke and say it's some of the best Star Wars that ever Star Wars. And love it. Love the character of Radis. Uh, you know, a lot of people know that's one of my favorite characters. Uh, but as a movie, um, there's some problems in the first and second act, and I don't get to spend enough time. Spent a lot of time with the characters, but I, I, I think I wanted one or two more things that made me love them as a team. Um, I, I don't work the, re, the reshoots or anything. I, I, I'm really happy the way it ended up. I, I don't, you know, some of the alternate takes or endings or stuff we've seen. I, I'm not worried about that. But just uh, there's sometimes there's some things, and I love I love Saw Gerrera. I, I love all of it. Um, but 
uh, in total, I think there was some drop off uh, in the first and second act, especially that second act. I don't really like a lot of the Edu stuff. So. Right, right. And my my, I I I love Rogue One, and I I do see what you're saying about the first two acts. Uh, it definitely there's parts of it that seem slow. I remember, you know, I think I saw Rogue One like eight nine times in theaters, and I think on like the ninth time I said I can't do this again because the whole Jedi scene. I was falling asleep, like all the whole time on Jedi, and I love Saw Gerrera, and I love the stuff on Jedi, but they just it was it was just dragging on quite a bit, especially you know on, on the repeated viewings. So I definitely see what you're saying. In the in the third act is insane. Admiral Raddus is 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 fantastic, and though it, it's just it in your I agree with you. It's most it's one of the most Star Warsy feeling like acts in any of the Star Wars movies. It's just so fun, so fast paced, so intense, and uh, and I love it. But Number uh, three on my list is uh, The Last Jedi. Now, I, when I say that, I love The Last Jedi. I love the, it's, it's It's amazing, and it's, it's one of the most well-acted Star Wars films. I mean, Adam Driver gives an insanely good performance. Daisy Ridley gives an insanely good performance. Mark Hamill gives his best performance as Luke, in my opinion, in that film. Um, I love it. There's just times where the movie does feel... Uh, boring to me and I and the Canto Bite stuff is is kind of the most obvious stuff that people have parts of them it's the most obvious part of the movie that people have issues with uh, I see where they're coming from um, on repeated I, my first like couple viewings I was like what are you talking about but definitely when you will start watch, every time I watch it now I'm like all right this is I see where they're I see where they're coming from now but like I said I love The Last Jedi and it's 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 fan, Ryan did an amazing job and I really hope his trilogy comes to fruition um, and because we it's kind of up in the air we don't really know what's going on um, so I really hope that ends up happening because I can't wait to see. Uh, I think he does great with Star Wars, and I can't wait to see um, what else he does in this uh, galaxy far, far away. What's your number two, Ken? Uh, my number two is The Force Awakens, Episode 7. I I think uh, I, I mentioned it a couple times in the book, and I've talked about it else, elsewhere. Um, we all started uh, writing this uh, movie ourselves whenever we last saw Episode 6, right? So... Um, for me, episode six, I saw 1983 and immediately I was daydreaming about what episode seven would be because right. we heard rumors on the playground. George Lucas was going to do episode seven and, and I, I had my own ideas and therefore my own expectations then for JJ and, and Michael Arndt uh, during the early phases and the, all of the people who developed this and Lawrence Kasdan for them to come up with a film that, that even kind of meets the expectations of the fandom uh, is, is a monumentous task. And the bonus is it's really great. Uh, it does a great job kind of, you know, I'll say a soft reboot of the franchise of introducing it to a new generation, which it does successfully. Um, are there some elements that are very star Wars like, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, a third death star type thing, the star killer base. Ah, I could have, you know, they could have surprised me with something else, but once you're in the movie, I, I don't care about that. I don't worry about that. I just have a lot of fun. I, I still will say I understand the complaint of, wow, we didn't get one final moment with Han, Luke, and Leia on screen together. I, I completely understand that and have that pain myself. However, I think this ending is the best ending of any Star Wars movie. Uh, I think it was brave. I think it was interesting. I think it gave Episode Eight an interesting a nuclear football to play with. <laughs> Here you go. It's going to explode. If you yeah. don't handle this right. Um, and, uh, I just, uh, I love the character of, of Ray and, and I love her most in this movie. Yeah, man, I, I, the force awakens 
is, gosh, the, the, just the, the, the build-up that movie had, the hype that movie had, was on another level. I mean, I, I, I wasn't around for the, the Phantom Menace hype. I was actually born three days after that movie came out. So I, w I, did, I had no idea how that felt, but I've been told that the Force Awakens hype was pretty similar, if not bigger. Um, and, and so and just the feeling of like the, the months leading up, the years leading up to that movie um, was just so crazy. And so no matter what, when you go see that movie, um, you're, there's going to be parts, like you said, like where you're kind of disappointed you don't get to see uh, Han, Leia, and Luke again, to, uh, you know, one last time. Um, and so people complain about that, and, and it's like it gets to the point where they really they hate the film because of it. They hate The Last Jedi because of, because of it. That's that's a little much, but I do like I understand where they're coming from uh, when when people. Uh, I me personally, I don't. I'm not really. I didn't really miss it too much. I mean, it would have been great to see them all together. Obviously, it would have been really cool. But I, I, I don't miss it too much. Um, but m my number two is uh, Rogue One. I think Rogue One is... So, oh <laughs> it's so good. And, and, and maybe for that third act alone. Really. Because like, the first and second act, I love. But the, the third act really makes, that for, make, makes the whole film for me. Really just kind of puts a nice bow on the whole film. And the Vader scene in the hallway is just, come on. You come on, you, you you can't if you can't watch that with a straight face. Like I, I've I've seen it you know countless times, but every time I watch it, I get excited. I'm like, oh here here it comes, here it comes, and uh, and, and and so that's why Rogue One is my second favorite uh, of the Disney era. It's just and and, and Cassian Andor is such an amazing character. Jin Oso, Jin Erso is fantastic, and I, I think that um, I think Mads Mikkelsen, uh, he's not in the film at you know he's very much. But I think he is the I, we uh, when when Alex Damon was on last week we ranked our top five Star Wars acting acting performances. I have him at number three. Him and that his role in that film and his role as Galen Erso uh, is just amazing. And Galen made Galen one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. And Rogue One just really really did it for me, hundred uh, percent. Now your number one obviously is the Last Jedi. So I'm just yes. sure about that. Yes, light the uh, light the torches and grab the pitchforks. Come after me, Last Jedi. It's my favorite of the new Star Wars. And I mentioned, you know, here's you got, you got Force Awakens, um, my favorite ending in a Star Wars movie ever. And and Ray holding out the lightsaber, and we we waited uh, two years to get that answer. And the answer was, uh, I I I thought very honest. Um, I, the moment itself. Uh, where he tosses it over his shoulder. I wish to this day that he kind of just tossed it back or maybe flung it back at her like he did at Palpatine episode six. That aside, from there, it just we get this uh, story that uh, takes all of our main characters into, into real, real complicated, uh, realistic, uh, thought-provoking directions. And you know, to your point, I'll say it canto bite. Uh, I wish it might have been a little shorter, or actually, sometimes I wish it was longer. Excuse yeah. me, because I wanted to get Ryan said, "Hey, we're for the first time ever going to go where the rich people play in the galaxy," and I was very intrigued by that. That stuff there. Uh, every Star Wars movie has something that we don't gravitate to. Yeah, I love all these movies we're talking about. All these movies. Uh, there's always a, one scene or sequence in all these movies that I'll be like, "All right, I can go make some scrambled yeah. egg in the kitchen." Right. Um, uh, you know, growing up, I, Empire is my favorite Star Wars film. Growing up, I would fast forward the Dagobah stuff. I mean, yeah. I was a kid, but you know, like ah, get, get to the fighting. Um, <laughs> so all that to say, Last Jedi, uh, it's it's uh, my uh, 
It's just a great answer to a complicated question. Uh, JJ and Lawrence Kasdan said Luke Skywalker, the hero of the galaxy, failed and he ran away. Han actually says all this. Um, and he doesn't want any part of this. And we need to find him, right? We need to bring him back. Well, Ryan has to answer that in this way of like, also, that meant how could Luke not react to feeling five planets being destroyed? How could Luke not react? to uh, Kylo now part of a, a, a military force taking over the galaxy. And the answer was he, he didn't care. He shut himself off. And what a powerful lesson. And, and, and the idea that, that Luke, uh, Luke wouldn't do this, he, this is a character 35 years, you know, 30 years ahead in the story. And I, in my own life, make mistakes that I thought I learned to not do when I was 22. And I'm 43. Uh, this is just, just what life it is. And then uh, Luke, uh, you know, Ray and Kylo, that's some of the best stuff. I love Kylo becoming Unchained. I, I love uh, Finn's journey uh, to becoming part of the Resistance because he wasn't. I think a lot of people misinterpret the end of Force Awakens as he joined the Resistance. He didn't. He picked up that, that lightsaber to save Ray. He was connected to Ray. He ran away from the First Order because he was afraid. Uh, and he was afraid of Phasma. He was afraid to get caught uh and, and and he didn't think of any of this so um i love where all that goes and and, and as far as again luke luke is the obi-wan of the series of the sequel series and and what that and i write about it in the book but what that means to me is not just um his sacrifice isn't for ray his sacrifice is the for the galaxy and he is the mentor to the galaxy. And much like Obi-Wan had to die so we all could learn from his death uh, and the hero's journey, the galaxy is on its own hero's journey. And, and Luke is playing to that and not just to the story we're seeing on screen. And I just love the way it turned out. Uh, it challenged me. I did not come out of the first screening that I saw it at um, and be like, oh, that was great. I, I just was like, what did I see? What did I see? And it made me think. And sometimes when you stop and think, and not give your YouTube reaction seven out of 10 stars video, and you take a moment, you, you find what you really feel and what you were really moved by in these stories, and, and that got me. So that's my number one. I couldn't have said it better. I Like I said, in Last Jedi might have been third on my list, but I agree with you 100%. I love that movie, and um, the, everything with Luke in that movie is just outstanding. Like, it's it's just amazing. His That story arc... Everyone who says Luke wouldn't have done this, you, you, you know, obviously you don't know the character, uh, and, and and he would do this. This is this is this is what he did. You know what I mean? Like this is the story. This is the film. This is the Star Wars, and so you're either gonna get over it, and and just his whole arc about how he just he didn't care anymore. He was just like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much on him. It was fantastic. And um, Last Jedi might seem low on my list, but I love that movie, and especially what they did with Luke Skywalker. My num. What? Go ahead. Well, just, <laughs> my number one is the force awakens um this movie i i this like i said we talked about the build-up the hype to the force awakens and this movie could have been so disappointing with the hype levels that it had and it just delivered on all counts there i don't think there's you know we talked about how there's in every star wars movie there is a few scenes where uh, i could i can go make scrambled eggs in the kitchen like you say there's not many of those moments in The Force Awakens for me. There, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that I'm like, there's a moment of a moment where I could leave, and I really can't really even think of one right now. I just think the whole movie is amazing. They did such a good job of 
one like delivering i don't want to say fan service but the fan service was there the nostalgia was there uh, but it wasn't too much and, and, and it introduced all these new amazing characters um so well and everything about it i just i just love it in in the kylo and ray their fight in the forest is one of the best lightsaber duels and one of the most thing is it might not you know court you know it, it was choreographed very well, obviously, but the, the, it, there's there's passion there. That sometimes the the lightsaber battles and the prequels you don't feel as much. You know what I mean? But this the the Force Awakens lightsaber battle had passion, and um and 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 that's what I love. And Kylo was angry as hell, and he really wants Rey to join him. And, and then we see that more in the Last Jedi. And um, Han and Chewie coming back. You know, Chewie were home. That's all fun. That's fantastic. And um, the ending with Luke there. And then it opens up these questions. And we're, you know, after The Force Awakens ended, you know, we waited so long for it. And then we were like, finally, it's here. And then you walk out of the theater like, okay, well, now we have to wait two years. And I cannot wait for the, the next one. And I think that it just did a perfect job. Beginning, middle, end. The, you know, it, it, all, all around, I think J.J. did an amazing job. And that's why... I'm so excited that he's back for the Rise of Skywalker, you know, and I, Colin Trevorrow was originally doing nine, and I, this is kind of off topic, but I was like, eh, I don't know about that, uh, and I'm happy that JJ's back for episode nine, but it's all, look, me, I, I speak for Ken as well, and I, we, we love all these films, I, I think we both love, love them all, they're Star Wars, uh, it's why we love Star Wars, go get the book written by Ken Knapsack, and, uh, and, and, and they're all amazing. And uh, we, it, like, it's a, what a time to be alive as a Star Wars fan um, in this Disney era. Shout out to everyone at Disney uh, who made this happen. George Lucas, thank you for becoming uh, even richer. I mean, you were already rich, but wow, it's on another level now. We thank you for it. Um, and uh, yeah, wow, it's amazing. Great choice, great movie. And, and it's entry point for a lot of uh, Star Wars fans, a lot of new generation uh, fans. And I love that. Absolutely. All right, guys, well, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Ken, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast to have you. Uh, where can they find you on the, on the interwebs, on Twitter, Instagram, your podcast, all that? Yeah, you can go to Ken Knapsack uh, on, on Twitter or Instagram. You can go to KenKnapsack.com, get information on how to order my book, Why We Love Star Wars, and get a list of uh, all the shows I do. Probably too much at times. Casually Talk, The Afternoons with Josh and Ken, Collider Jedi Council, uh, Force Center, of course, Knapsack Files, uh, and then uh, Movie Trivia Schmodown from time to time will pop up there as well. So a lot, lot out there. Just go to KenKnapsack.com. You'll find me. He's one of the best to do it, guys, especially in this space. If you're a fan of Star Wars, if you like watching Star Wars content, first off, you probably already watched, watch or listened to many of his shows. I mean, Jedi Council, Force Center, uh, Knapsack Files, they're all fantastic. And, uh, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah, on Instagram at The Outlaw Noah, and Kessel Run Radio on all those social media platforms. And make sure you leave a like and subscribe. Helps me out a lot. Let's me know that you like what we're doing over here. And uh, other than that, thank you so much, guys, for watching, and we'll see you later.